everyone. Welcome to the latest Rosenfeld Review podcast. I'm here with special guest Jackie Fry, the Director of Design Operations at MailChimp. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's actually interesting for me personally as part of the, the, the story of ops in my mind unfolding over the past few years. Um, I, I kind of started thinking about ops because of MailChimp. So let me rewind a little ways back. Um, I um, had been thinking a lot about what, what I've been calling insight ops, if you will, uh, of trying to take different strands of, of uh, knowledge uh, that's coming from you know, different types of research, different silos, different uh, disciplines that are interested in customers and users and what they think and do and say. And, and bringing those threads together and, and combining them in, and synthesizing them to, to meet greater truths or greater insights. And uh, I knew that uh, uh, Aaron Walter, who used to uh, run the design organization there at MailChimp, uh, was thinking along the same lines. And so knowing that he was going to write a, an article about it for a list part drove me to also write an article <laughs> the sort of broader, almost theoretical side for a list apart. And we, we both had um, uh, our, our articles come out and uh, gosh, it's probably six years ago. And for me, MailChimp is always at the very forefront of operationalizing design and research. And so it's really fun for me to now get to talk with you and learn about what you're doing there. And uh, uh, also what you're gonna be talking about at Design Ops Summit this November 7th through 9th in New York City. Uh, Jackie Fry is one of our speakers. So um, I'll just, I'll, I'll finally let you speak. <laughs> um, I'll just say that um, Jackie um, it, it went to Georgia Tech, great program there, and, and studied the history of technology and society and was telling me a little bit about uh, looking at uh, the technologies as, as, um, as different as, let's say, uh, trains and, and how humans are related to those. And, Jackie, if you will, would you draw a line from studying the history of, uh, of technology and society at Georgia Tech to being a director of design operations at MailChimp? Yeah. It's so easy in my mind. It connects so naturally. Uh, but little did I know when I graduated that that's what I would do. Uh, so yeah, I went to Georgia Tech. I studied uh, history of technology society. I would study things like patent law or the impact of trains or the industrial revolution in England or uh, what happens when we introduce cellular technology in Africa and all of these incredible impacts in society that innovation and technology has. And at the end of the day, most of that is rooted in uh, sociology, and a lot of people decide to go on get PhDs in sociologists, and I thought to go be sociologists, and I thought that that was my path. In fact, I was pursuing that very closely, but life is life, and I uh, gotten I started working, joined the workforce, and it, in my first couple of interviews, people were actually asking me like, "What are you going to do with this? Why didn't you end up being an engineer? Why didn't you go study?" Uh, why didn't you get a business degree? Why did you do this? And, you know, the truth of the matter is that I got A's in it. You know, I did really well in it. Um, but where I started naturally progressing and excelling at as I started working uh, was always in this operational realm. It was being able to look at uh, business processes and uh, be able to say, hey, this is going to work. And I can forecast that, yes, our process is going to work or 
this is why it's not working. It's broken down in X, Y, Z and being able to look and crunch the business numbers and be able to point to, uh, you know, solutions to help fix business processes. And so I did that in a lot of different roles from retail operations, sales, uh, account management, all of that on my, my early twenties. Uh, but then I, I joined a software company and have been in tech for a while now, but started off in uh, sales operations, quickly then moved on to enablement and training programs, helped build creative studios, did a lot of product marketing and marketing operations. And really the culmination of, of really having that sociological or anthropological view on the business, on people and how technology impacts people is, is really the core of what I do as a director of design operations and then you know applying what we learn applying theories of why people are, are or why we are we do certain things or why things need to happen in a certain order and really kind of thinking about org strategy and building teams to help support that in a growing design org it, it's interesting that you have this uh that you're basically a sociologist in in uh ops clothing you know, maybe that's really uh, one of the best types of preparation for being able to succeed in, in terms of creating and running operations. But on the other hand, I think a lot of people, you know, look at ops, think a very different type of background, right? Uh, it might be management, uh, it might be HR, it might be, you know, any number of areas that um, aren't, aren't social science oriented. So I wonder if you can help decode, you know, why do people have that assumption and why might they be off base or actually are those good backgrounds? They just bring something different. Yeah, I think we all bring something different to the table. Um, I work with a lot of uh, program managers on my team who have extensive HR backgrounds or a good amount have come from agencies. So they just have, in, you know, insane uh, accounting and budgeting and, and uh, business backgrounds. I think uh, the reality is I, I joined a, a software company post-startup and I had to wear a lot of hats and it exposed me to a lot. I think the perspective that I was able to bring and sort of this anthropological, sociological sort of take of it was being able to kind of see the, the greater system. And I think it's it's sort of that systems design that that I'm you know, in some ways have a different perspective on that I think I can and really, you know, understand people's motivations, uh, understand org motivation, things like that. Um, I think that's what I bring to the table. But, you know, I, I definitely have a team of not everybody on my team is the same way. I definitely hire a diversity of, of backgrounds. And I know, you know, a lot of my peers and other roles have come from a total, you know, diverse uh, array of backgrounds. And I learned so much from them, too. Well, it's really interesting how um, you have that diversity and, you know, you, you, you frame this as systems and you, you talk about things that we don't always remember to talk about when we think about systems like motivations and other things that affect uh, humans in ways that are not necessarily easily measured or understood through, um, without tools for social sciences. Uh, I'm, I love hearing that, and I'm really waiting for the behavioral economists to get involved in this field. I think that's good. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I noticed, your session description for the Design Ops Summit, uh, it was kind of a surprise to me, knowing your background. You have titled your talk tentatively, they're all tentative at this point, 
flow and superfluidity for design orgs. So now I'm starting to think maybe you're really a, a physicist or some other type of scientist at heart. Why, why did you use that kind of framing for your talk about what kind of work you guys are up to at MailChimp? Well, at this point in our maturation in design ops, um, having been, I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk about the five phases of design op, ops maturation. And it really echoes, I think, Kristen Skinner's, you know, uh, design ops with a, a little D or big D, what are you doing, right? And I think there's phases in, in uh, mental models between, between all of that. Um, and in this phase, we really need strategy. Uh, I have a coach and, and he, he talked about that azimuth this concept of a vision of a strategy to drive towards. And I, re I think the key takeaway that I'm going to talk about is really looking outside of design. And I think uh, it is my, my background, my history, my passion uh, for, you know, studying and learning and being in that learner's pose constantly uh, that exposed me to concepts such as superfluidity, a physics, you know, state of, of, of in physics that can be very, rarely achieved and only certain elements can achieve them, but one that exists without friction and loses no energy. Imagine designers and cross-functional teams with less friction and being able to uh, achieve optimal performance. You know, I feel like I heard, I read concepts like that and, you know, got goosebumps. Imagine that uh, design ops jobs is, is to help condition uh, environments, tooling, infrastructure so that that might be able to be achieved and imagine that the customer experiences that we might be able to build uh, as we start to improve that. Well, talk a little bit about the source of, sources of, uh, of friction. Is it the obvious stuff like uh, lack of common goals or shared vocabulary or, or is there a lot more to it? You know, I think depending on you know the maturation of, of that design org of that business it could be an array of things for some designers it's do i have the money to go do this do i have the tools to go do this and we try to solve that at a very basic level of doing tool tooling and and tool management making sure no one's licenses go down and something very small like that can be really distracting for designers uh in in uh cross-functional teams or off um, where timelines are, are, are tight and they have to go do something. It's making sure that they have the tools they need to do. Now, our design org is definitely far more end-to-end. -end. So uh, we do a lot of brand work. We do a lot of um, anywhere from brand to product, right? We really design to the whole customer experience. And uh, for our studio team, those tools are far different. You know, it can be anything from camera equipment and lights uh, to, you know, the, the very interesting things that I've had to buy for an amazing brand team. Um, so it's just, it's different for everybody and it's solving basic things like that, but it's, it's also on process. And how do you, how do you do design thinking in an agile framework? I know a lot of design teams are trying to solve uh, that. Agile has absolutely helped uh, us as a business be able to deliver in a way uh, and, and coordinate our delivery in ways that we've never been uh, that, that we're really excited to do for our customers, but you know how we can look at design thinking and, and think through those, how we can connect those processes together to help our, our cross-functional teams work uh, together is, is something really exciting that, that we're looking at now. So, so we, we were talking a little bit about friction and, and reducing it. You also use the term superfluidity, mm -hmm. uh, which 
there's a reason you're using it. I mean, you could probably say, well, if we have no friction, we're super fluid. But I, I wonder if you're getting at a slightly different point. Uh, are you, uh, do you mean uh, sort of the ability of, of people in a design organization to kind of, you know, easily move from role to role? Uh, is there, or is it even like kind of having a sensation of effortlessness in the work they do? How, how do you define superfluidity in this framing? Well, I, I've, I've read some psychologists talk about superfluidity and apply the concept to a greater um, sense of flow. So I used uh, the two words intentionally. Flow also is an amazing book uh, and, and source, a concept in positive psychology, right? Uh, Highly sentiment tally. Yes, <laughs> you said it, I did it. Uh, um, but uh, I read that book and I actually just recently met Aaron Walter um, that you had talked about. And I said, isn't that the role of design ops? Isn't that our job? Isn't that what we're here and, and really the higher purpose for us to do? But when you look and you're in design ops and you have new managers, new, new directors coming in, VPs, uh, the amount of requests you can get once design ops is established can be in a gigantic backlog. It could feel like you're boiling the ocean. And what we needed was, was that vision of what are we here to do to be able to judge and focus on those areas. And I think when we look at uh, flow, concepts of flow and superfluidity, it gives us a litmus test to say, hey, should we uh, in, in this annual, you know, in this year or in this quarter focus on this? Will this bring us better flow? Will this allow our teams from a production standpoint to have the sensation of superfluidity, that they're able to go in and design, uh, have all the tools they need and uh, deliver for our customers in the, in the most efficient way possible? Well, let's take it then uh, kind of down to uh, more of like a, a brass tacks level when it comes to the, the operations team at, uh, at MailChimp. Next year, next two year, years, uh, what do you think your priorities are going to be? What are the, the specific areas you're really investing in? Uh, our design ops team is focused on three branches right now, three major focuses. One of those are design process and programs. Uh, they're really looked at, look at how do we understand the skills that are needed to support our design practice or desired uh, design practice. And then how do we create programs to allow real growth to happen in this area where we're able to scale um, uh, whether that's onboarding from an integration standpoint uh, or, or uh, conferences and continuing education leadership uh, in, in any way. So how do we have programs and curriculum to support uh, desired skills and, and desired growth and leveling that really our design, our VP and our design directors really help uh, to establish. So this is a really important part for, our, for us to really scale our, our, our design work, um, but also it, it, all of that is great if we're able to really execute for the business. So we equally have to invest in uh, design production. And I've really validated this with other design ops peers. A lot of people help in this role, this, this role of producer, uh, design producer. And uh, we're really uh, exploring this concept. And uh, for us right now, it's focused really on tooling and infrastructure I've already given examples of. But also how do we, uh, on really complex projects, also send in a producer in on on, uh, 
uh, whether it's you know, product design or um, marketing or creative pursuits that can really help to allevi alleviate all of the coordination that needs to happen between um, pretty you know, complex production schedules. Um, obviously, we learn so much from agencies. I, I always say, uh, when I think about design ops and what we're doing, I'm like, agencies have figured this one out. You know, like they've, they've done this. They've, they've learned to sell, you know, make revenue off of, off these, you know, business of creativity. And, and we obviously recruit a lot from, from people with agency backgrounds, but also learn a lot from them too. What I, what I like to think about, especially in my session for my speaking session at Design Ops Summit and, and really what we do from a strategic standpoint is human behavior often repeats itself. History repeats itself. Other people have solved this. Other elements mirror some of the characteristics that we, uh, we value and we want uh, and conditions we want. So what, what can we do to build analogies of our world to that world? And my brain just naturally does that. I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. It's a gift and a curse sometimes. Um, but I think that's operations too. You know, it's like walking in, you know what a bad experience feels like. Um, it kind of connects the two worlds in design very much. Well, I like that you're talking about agencies and, and um, uh, as a source of, of expertise and inspiration for design operations. You know, a, a lot of agencies are really starting to figure out that that's what they've been doing for many years and, and are re- focusing or repurposing themselves to do that as their core business. And I think those agencies are, are really extending their, their lifespan dramatically where many are, are kind of wondering what's going to happen next. Uh, so it's interesting to see some figuring out that what they've been taking for granted is actually a really interesting new offering if they package it uh, uh, the right way. My, our, our third branch, and I forgot to mention that, but it has so much to tie in with this connection of agency, but it's business operations. And uh, not every, you know, our design, you know, we really are running a design department at MailChimp, which is really special and a part of our sort of history as a design uh, org here at MailChimp. And uh, running a department means we're running a budget, means we have uh, we have a, and we just have to run a department truly. And so we have to uh, really invest in business operations. So I think also this helps alleviate some of that uh, complexity that can happen in projects as well by having a dedicated uh, focus on business operations and design ops. We hear often like, oh, thank goodness, design ops can help me onboard this new vendor or onboard this new partner or, or that we really, uh, care about our, you know, our relationships with our vendors and that we manage that closely um, to make sure that we're, you know, healthy and uh, in terms of our execution together. Um, and that SOWs can spun up, spin up very quickly and, and that, you know, we have uh, preferred vendor relationships too. So we're very excited about business operations and the growth in that area for us as well. So, so uh, uh, to wrap up, would it be fair to say you're a sociologist who can uh, read a P&L? Yes, <laughs> I like to say that. I'm a sociologist who loves an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, Jackie, I'd like to, to end these podcasts um, uh, with a, a simple request, if you can, uh, if you can help me out. I, I'd love to know who you find interesting out there. Is there someone who you really draw inspiration from in the field or maybe from another field that, that we should know about? Or maybe uh, an article or a book you read recently that that's really stayed with you and you want people to know about it? 
I am constantly reading books. I love essentialism. That one really stands out to me right now with laser focus. I think as we are truly running teams, especially a team like design ops, that can feel like you have to boil the ocean overnight. Um, that uh, knowing what to go focus on, running mission statements that make a lot of sense, but has a lot to do with what I'm going to talk about at Design Ops Summit. Um, but, you know, making a, a strategy that's really focused and achievable. So essentialism is just my favorite topic right now. Again, I, I love to look so far. Uh, my life is design. Every, every moment of my life is designed. So often I'm reading team of teams or books on positive psychology are really exploring outside of design to get a lot of inspiration to, to help bring back to the team and, and bring to this fun thing we're doing here at MailChimp. Well, you know, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned uh, maybe looking beyond design a bit in what you're reading. Uh, I'm about, oh God, 70% of the way through uh, Robert Caro's uh, famous biography of Robert Moses, the, 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 the guy who pretty much built New York, for better or for worse, called The Power Broker. And Did you read it? I, I actually studied Robert Moses like, extensively and the impact of the interstate on, uh, on American on America and what America became is just fascinating. So I'm really quite interested in Robert Moses. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm half thinking of, of seeing if Robert Caro could keynote one of our conferences because I think uh, learning about how uh, an individual can affect change in huge systems for, again, for better or for worse, in, in Moses's case, often for worse, it's still very interesting and very instructive. And But in any case, <laughs> getting back to, to um, uh, design ops, it's, it's great to talk with you uh, and it's great to have a little bit of a taste of what you'll be uh, speaking about at the Design Ops Summit uh, here in New York City, November 7th through 9th. Uh, if you want to um, learn more about uh, the conference, uh, designopsummit.com. Jackie Fry and, and many other great speakers will be there. Uh, conference is uh, going to sell out. Uh, so uh, if you're thinking of coming, grab a ticket while you can. Uh, if you want more design ops for free, uh, we've been uh, running design ops monthly uh, video conference calls for the design ops and research ops community. Uh, in fact, we just did one an hour ago. Uh, uh, the next one will be coming up September 20th. The way I manage those is uh, we send out a calendar invite. I need your email address to do so. It's free. Uh, just pop an email to info at rosenfeldmedia.com and let us know if you want to be part of the design ops community and participate in those calls. All I ask is that you let us know how you heard about it. And it could have been in this podcast. Jackie Fry, uh, the Director of Design Operations, MailChimp. Jackie, it's great to have you. Looking forward to meeting you in person uh, in the flesh in November. Great. Thank you so much for having me.